36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Coach Goins for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game. And like we always say, make sure you got your sneakers on, you got them laced up tight. Uh, because we've got another dynamic episode tonight. And what we're going to be talking about, of course, basketball. But before we do, we got to make sure that we pay the bills and want to make sure that we give honor what honor is due. And we want to thank Mr. Curtis Jackson, uh, our independent insurance agent out uh, of the great state of North Carolina. So please reach out to him uh, for your insurance needs at 919-614-5796. And you know what? Most importantly, thank him for his continued support of basketball more in the game. So listen, you say, Coach, man, are you out on the court yourself? No, I can't be out on the hardwood by myself. It's March, and it's almost March Madness. So I had to reach out and dust off my number one co-host uh, this side of heaven, none other than Coach Mike Quick. Uh, quick schedule. Uh, he's been uh, in and out, and so have I. So we tonight we're hooking up right in the middle of the ACC tournament. No better way. So I'm going to kick it over to Coach Quick for his recap thus far of the ACC tournament. Coach Quick. Yes, sir. Glad to be here, Coach Goins. I tell you, last night's games in uh, second-round action were outstanding. When you look at what Mike Bray and his Notre Dame fighting hours did last night, coming back from 21 points down to knock off the Virginia Tech Hokies. What a ball game last night. I tell you what, um, Mike Breeze, he's, um, his, his best two players have missed time this year with some key injuries, so they're sort of on the NCAA tournament bubble. But I tell you what, I just don't understand how you can have an NCAA tournament without having the Notre Dame fight in Irish Inn. Um, Bonzi Colson, who missed uh, 15 ACC games this year with a foot injury. Matt Farrell missed a few games as well, but they're back rocking and rolling now. Mike Breeze has got them playing with their hearts on their sleeves, and they're they're looking to make a tournament run. Um, and then the uh, nightcap action, you know, the Tar Heels. Uh, everybody talked about going into the tournament. Our defense is suspect. Well, it's been that way the last three years. But ladies and gentlemen, as you seen last night, the Tar Heels defense were their calling card. They held the Syracuse Orange to 59 points, and they chopped up that 2-3 um, zone as well. So I, I, Roy Williams has got his guys playing their best basketball at the right time of the year. You know what? And also, uh, folks, don't forget, uh, he is talking about the defending uh, national championships uh, and, and, and national champions. But you know what, Mike? Uh, and that's and, and I, know, I know you know this, and we just want to make sure that, you know, we're calling this out uh, to our audience. Uh, what's so great about tournaments is just like you said. I mean, think about it. You're, you're 21 points down. And actually, I was watching the game, and I came up and had to start working on some stuff uh, for the show for the weekend. Uh, then my wife said, hey, you better turn on the television. When I turned it on, next day I know Notre Dame's winning. I almost, like, almost fell out of the chair because I was like, you know, what happened? And I know I saw some dialogue earlier. Uh, Coach, uh, Coach Quick and uh, Coach Mike Apple, that uh, head coach of the Sand Hills. Uh, Flyers were in dialogue and, and, you know, giving credit where credit is due, and that's uh, the Mike Bray. You know, what, uh, you know, hats off to him. What a great, great job uh, he continues to do. Uh, and that's the thing a lot of times people don't realize is just how dynamic these coaches are. But also, uh, you know, we do want to, you know, uh, toss this out to all of the, you know, to, to uh, Carolina Nation, I'm going to call it, uh, and the loss of uh, none other than Mr. Woody Durham. Uh, and we definitely want to send out our condolences to all of the Carolina uh, faithful, you know, through the years. There was nothing like Woody Durham and the Tar Heel Network 
uh, when you turned on uh, Carolina basketball and to hear him, uh, and I know he's called, you know, you know, so many Final Four, so many championship games, and I know the team honored him last night by coming out with the shirts and had Woody in the back. So, Mike, if you got any comments on that, I'll toss it to you. And, that, and that's such a thing. I mean, think about what the coach just framed out. He said, when he didn't have cable TV, we had to listen to Woody Durham uh, via the radio. And that's so important. You know, a lot of times, you know, young guys think that, you know, everybody grows up and everybody has cable TV. But I beg to differ. You know, we grew up in, the, in a time that, you know what, you huddled around that radio just like, uh, you know, folks did back in the day. Uh, listening to uh, Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali, or, or even going back even further, uh, Joe Lewis. But listen, again, condolences to Woody Durham, and, uh, and then just thank you for excellent, excellent job for anybody that ever sat behind the mic. You know, so we definitely want to give uh, give honor where honors due. So listen, quick, coming into tonight's game, we know, uh, again, just like you told me prior to the show, that uh, everybody's intact. Uh, UVA is intact, um, and also Clemson uh, took care of business so tonight. And of course, my Blue Devils has got to go up against uh, Bonzi Colson and uh, and the um, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So, give me a little recap or, or a little uh, your your perspective going into that game tonight. Hey, I tell you what, I I think it's going to be an outstanding ball game. First and foremost, it's the rematch of last year's championship game. Um, I know Bonzi Colson and those guys are going to be ready. Mike Bray always have them prepared, but heck, he learned from the best. Mike Krzyzewski, he was a Mike Krzyzewski assistant for a lot of years on that Duke bench, and, and Mike Krzyzewski is going to have his guys ready to go. He's getting them primed and ready for March Madness. So I, I say lace them up tight. Let's get ready for a great, a great quarterfinal matchup between the Notre Dame Fighting Irish and the Duke Blue Devils. All right, so now the nightcap. They'll probably be tipping about 930, as uh, coaches alluded to earlier, you guys are rolling in. i tell you what, I, I, I want to kind of dissect them Carolina Tar Heels, and I know you don't mind us talking about them. So the, the yeah, your man on the wing, people, I, I think I think a lot of people are underestimating Williams. I, his first name uh, is kind of Kenny Williams. You know what? The kid can shoot it. And what he's got to be able to do, he, I, in my opinion, he can't lay back on his jump shot. He just has to go up and stick that shot. Uh, and I thought, uh, you know, he's had a tremendous, tremendous year. Uh, and then the other kid that transferred in, you know, he, I think he shoots a little bit deeper. Uh, but I really like what Roy did. I think when the last time they played Sy- uh, Syracuse, he put Williams and Joe Barry on the same side of the zone. You know, just, you know, what just, you know, and again, as a coach, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sitting there watching the game, but folks, I tell you, I do more than just watch the game. I take a hard look at the game because when a, when a coach does things like that, which is cutting edge, because you think about it, most time you always want to balance your shooters, but Roy put both guys on the same size, what makes the zone harder to close out on because the, you know, you've got two great shooters on that great side. So, all right, quick, I'm going to toss this out to you, man. So I know, you know, here you got, you know, think about it. You are living the dream. How, how many people can say in the last 15, 15 years that their team has been the back-to-back national championships? Not very many. So, um, I tell you what, it's, it's 
like this right here, you got to have a little bit of luck on your side, and you got to be playing your best basketball going into the tournament. Um, and Roy Williams, he's always got his guys prepared. No matter what you may say about him, not, not calling timeouts or whatever, Roy Williams has been the best coach in March over the last 15 years, bar none. All right, you know what, and that's the uh, I got. That's what the, I, I told my brother that when I was in North Carolina um, the weekend, and I'll talk about that here in, in, in a second. But um, and that's the only gripe that I, I always have with Roy is uh, what Coach Williams is. Can't call him Roy like I know him, like he's one of my homeboys. But uh, in that, you know, I, that's the only thing that I've always had to hang up is, is there's times that I think he just needs to call a timeout and he tries to play through it. Uh, you know, and that's just philosophy. That's what he likes to do. But, you know, he, he's the head coach of the Tar Heels and I'm the guy with the podcast, you know, so we'll call it uh, we'll call it uh, even on a given night. But no, he has done. Mike is, you know, he's eloquently put that. And he's exactly right. Over the last, you know, 15 years, you think about it, he he's and again, only, not just that, even when the last, you know, let's just say three or four years with the cloud over the program, with the whole academic scandal, uh, he's been able to take. Um, I'm going to call them not necessarily underachievers, but not top 10 guys, not maybe not top 100 guys, and be able to to, to cut down those nets uh, in Phoenix and the year before that to be right there in Houston and only only lose by by a bucket, you know, and which is a huge, huge accomplishment when he's playing with guys that's been in the, you know, been in the system. And that's what, well, you know, that's what college basketball is about. And these guys want it done, you know, the I understand that, but when you look at Joe Barry, you look at uh, Theo Pence and those guys, and I just enjoy watching them play because they do a great job. And and I'm be honest with you, I like Williams, but uh, and the more and more I watch the Hills play, you know Joe Barry's important. But I'm telling you what, that Pinson man, he is he he is he is their Draymond, Draymond Green. I really honestly, and I actually I think he may he bring he may bring a little bit more to the table than Draymond. Carolina goes as as far as he goes. If he continues to play well, I'll say this right now, and you can book it. The North Carolina Tar Heels will be in San Antonio at the final four. Listen, Adam, now, go ahead, man. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and talk about yes, your sir. team. And, uh, Roy Williams, <laughs> he said it last week at his press conference, um, the class of, of Theo Pinson, Joel Berry, and um, Justin Jackson was the most important class at the University of North Carolina in the last 50 years. These guys came along when, you know, we were being negatively recruited against by other universities um, during the academic scandal. But those guys, they trusted Coach Williams and his staff. They believed in him. And they, you know what? He believed, he believed in those guys as well. And it ultimately led to two straight Final Fours, almost winning back-to-back titles. I, I, I can't say enough about this class especially Theo and Joel as they stuck it out for four years. You know what, and, that's, and, and here's the thing. Those are the guys that you're going to miss. Why are you going to miss them? Because, like you said, they've been there four years, and it's like things like you, you know, like they've grown up together and as, as, part, of, uh, as part of us as well. Uh, because when they got there, you know, ultimately we were four years younger than we are today. But it's just the, the memories, the things that a lot of times that, you, you know, you look back on, uh, just like I did um, when I watched the, the, the Duke-Carolina game Saturday. Uh, you know, Grayson Allen was a senior, and of course, you know, they came back and you know, did a, you know, it was almost a tale of two cities. Uh, you know, for Carolina to come out and it was up 10 at halftime, and then when they came out the second half, a little flat, and Duke came out on top. But the point I'm making here is that when Grayson Allen it was over, 
that he was able to stop and kind of go through the crowd. And, and then I saw uh, Marvin Bagley the third come up and give him a hug. You know, and, and that may be something, again, you know, we know that he's probably going to be gone, but those are things as freshmen that they can't understand and they don't, they don't realize what that, what that means to be a senior. You know, they'll never get that jersey um, and they'll never come out and, and have that opportunity to address the crowd as a senior, you know, in whatever, you know, and I'm just not calling out Cameron. I'm calling out the Dean Dome just like uh, Joe Barry did as well as Theo Pinson. It is so important to be able to come out on a, on senior night. And I know and, I, and when I say that, I think about quick when, when you were senior, the opportunity to dress out uh, and play you know, your last game uh, on the campus of uh, Union Pines High School. You know, and, that, and those are those are times that a lot of players and a lot of these uh, one-and-dones don't have the opportunity um, to really relish or really be able to look back and say, you know what, what a great, great uh, time we had at Chapel Hill, or what a great time we had just playing the game of basketball, number one, because I'm a senior, which is uh, which is so important. Hey, but listen, before we go any further, I just want to give a shout-out. Uh, you know, we had, uh, unfortunately, had a death in our family uh, this week um, and had to actually travel to North Carolina. Uh, but I want to uh, dedicate this show uh, in honor of uh, my uncle, and that is uh, Mr. Felton Capel. Uh, you know what Uncle Felt allowed me as a, a sophomore uh, to be on the radio with him doing play-by-play basketball, football, and uh, uh, baseball at Pinecrest High School. He was the voice of the Patriots, not just sports. What he did for the uh, for the state of North Carolina, what he did for a race of people, his his leadership, his guidance, uh, what he's done for uh, creating scholarships at Fable State University there, where they have named the arena after him. Uh, but he lived a great life, turned 91 Monday, uh, went to be with the Lord on Tuesday. Uh, but I just want to thank him so much uh, for allowing me um, to be a part of something special. Uh, he was a role model. I remember as a young kid in church, uh, he would stand up and he would speak. And, and he was just so eloquent uh, with his words. And I and I remember used to telling my mom as a young kid, I said, when I get older, I want to be able to to speak in public like Uncle Felton does. And, and to be able to see that and given the opportunity to be with him in the booth and, and, and then work side by side, you know, and again, like I said, I was a sophomore in high school and now fast forward it, you know, almost 35 years later to have a uh, national and international podcast uh, with one of my former players that's on right now. That, that's what it's all about is paving the way for allowing people to to really to bring um, to their forefront uh, what is a natural gift and natural ability. So that's why this show is important. That's why this show uh, can't be successful without uh, players uh, like Coach Quick that's on the call talking about the thing that he loves so much, and that's the game of basketball. So to Uncle Felton and to the Capel family and the entire Capel family, we send our love and our gratitude. And most importantly, we just thank you for everything that you put your heart and hands to. So with that, Mike, we want to go ahead and get on down into the, the nitty-gritty of uh, tonight's contest. And, and give me your give me your predictions for tonight's test. And uh, and I know uh, you got the heels on top, but tell me the, the secrets of the, uh, for tonight's game. Well, number one, we just got to come out and play defense just like we did um, last night. Don't get over anxious. Um, don't be too hyped and too angry. Because uh, Miami scored um, Theo and um, Joel's senior night. But you got to come out and just play your game. You play the right way, do what Coach says. And um, if, if you do that, at the end of the night, we have a shot to win this thing. You know, so, all right, so that's Carolina Miami tonight is the nightcap. Then you've got yes, uh, Notre Dame and Dukes playing at seven. And then you had um, Clemson knockoff. So tomorrow it is. 
Wow. So the semifinals could be Duke Carolina three times in one year, and then the winner will move on more likely will play the Cavaliers from uh, from the University of Virginia just uh, slightly down the road from here, less than less than 30 minutes, and you're in Charlottesville from where the studio is here in Virginia. But listen, we're going to continue to keep right on rocking and rolling with uh, with the game of basketball. But before we do, I just want to give a shout-out. You know what, Mike? And I, uh, Number one, the show can't be successful without guys like you, and I certainly appreciate your time and your talent and what you bring to our listening audience. But I was telling Mike before we came on the air, we're just so excited. We're just so blessed. Uh, we've just moved into another country, which is uh, France. Uh, we're still uh, just so excited and being in, in Japan, New Zealand, Australia, and just I mean I don't even I don't you know what uh, we're 18 foreign countries now, uh, and we just continue to rock and roll. And I'm just so grateful for you know guys just like I said that's been on the show that continue to make this show great. We celebrated our 50th. Uh, podcast, and we had none other than number fifty uh, NBA Hall of Famer, Mr. Ralph Sampson, on, and so great, so grateful to have the opportunity to be on his show, uh, Out of Bounds, uh, which we just went into the Tidewater market uh, two weeks ago. So we're we're actually in two uh, two markets now, one here in uh, Shenandoah Valley, and now also uh, we gone into the Tidewater area, Norfolk, uh, Hampton, uh, all over there in the Hampton Roads area. So that's Saturday morning. Uh, and I'll be able to send that link out. So if you want to check out a great show, we had none other than D. Brown from the Boston Celtics and also Brent Berry, two former NBA slam dunk contests, right coming off of the All-Star game. But just want to toss that out, and we just certainly appreciate everybody as they continue to follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all as well as Lionfish Entertainment out of Los Angeles, California, YouTube page, Facebook. Just continue to follow us. All right, Mike. So I'm gonna kick it on over to you. So let me let, go ahead. So go ahead and give give me your final. I, I'm I'm not gonna be upset because I know them. I know you got the heels and who. Um, I got the heels and the Cavaliers in the in the finals of the tournament on Sunday. Oh. Um, I didn't give a prediction for Duke and Notre Dame. But uh, let me go back and do that as well. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm actually going to go with the Fighting Irish tonight because I, they're playing for the NCAA tournament live. All right. So I, I thought I might have had a little technical difficulty there, but he did say no to Dame. <laughs> Uh, over the over the Blue Devils, but you know what? That's what's so great about this show, and that's what it's all about. Is you know you got to pull for your team, and you got to understand uh, what uh, why we do what we do. All right, so let's all right, so let's fast. All right, so now you know what? Uh, by the time this thing airs, it's gonna be you know the brackets are gonna be set. So I kind of want to segue right on into the uh, to the big thing about those brackets. So so who who are the number one seed? We do we both agree Virginia be a number one seed? All right, who's your, who's the next one, number one seed? Villanova. Uh, All right, so I, I'm I'm good with that. Who's your third number one seed? The Kansas Jayhawks. And your fourth. If for some reason Duke does win the ACC tournament, I'll go with Duke. But if not, Xavier is the number one seed. Okay, so I thought you might have gave Michigan State the nod. All right, so all right, so it possibly Xavier. Now, let me ask you this: Do you think the selection committee should break up the ACC and make sure that these guys are not so you don't end up with a Carolina and 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 a Duke possibly or Carolina and Virginia playing uh, before uh, the Elite Eight? Uh, no, I, I think you, you keep them together. Uh, the best play the best. Um, 
that's a valuable lesson you taught me yesterday in another conversation. Um, I just think you know the best, you play the best. Um, however, it would be great to see a Duke Carolina final in San Antonio. You know, and that's the thing. I would love to be able to. Somebody says, oh, they don't want to go out west. And you know what? I'd love to see the ACC schools. I'm going to call them out. You put Carolina, you put Duke, and you put Virginia all in different regions and let them possibly meet in the Final Four. And then you could possibly think about if you had Virginia, Duke, Carolina, and let's just throw Xavier in there for the Final Four. Man, wow. you know what? I think it would be a stampede in San Antonio. <laughs> People be like, yes, what, you got to get down there and check? I mean, can you imagine that being the uh, the Final Four, is being able to, to be there? And, again, I've had the opportunity to be at the Final Four the last um, – the last two years, and I'm here to tell you what a great, what a great, great treat to be able to not only be there, but just to to be in the building and be able to see how all of that comes together and how those young men play in the atmosphere. I couldn't imagine playing. I mean, just being there as a fan, taking it all in. And when I was in, in Phoenix last year, I talked to Mike before the game, and I think I also talked to him at halftime. And in that last part of that conversation at halftime, the next time I talked to you, Coach, he said, we will be national champions. And there was nothing like when that when – that thing. I mean, of course, you know, I'm not a big Carolina fan, but when they won that thing, I mean – and that's the thing with, like, Virginia. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big Virginia fan, you know, but one of my good friends uh, is probably the best player that ever played at Virginia. Uh, and, that, and those are the things that you, your heart goes out to. You, you want people to experience – uh, when your team does good, you know, we, Carolina's won a national championship. Virginia's never won a national championship. Virginia's played in the Final Four, uh, but they've never won a national championship. And that's where, you know, you kind of – and, again, if my guys get knocked out, you know, I'm really going to be pulling for, you know, special teams. Uh, and, again, team – you know, some people – I don't want ACC teams to win. It's still great. It just shows you who's the best conference in college basketball, what, you know, I think is important. So, whip that you. So, you got your, you got the heel. So, give me – all right, you know what? I got to go ahead and drop this on you. Go ahead and give me that final four. My final four as of today, I'm going with the North Carolina Tar Heels, Michigan State Spartans, Kansas Jayhawks and the Villanova Wildcats. Wow, wow, boy, he's top heavy. So he's got no, so he has no sleeper. But that's okay. You heard that from that. You heard that from Coach Quick. So his bracket, his bracket is set in selection Sunday. We'll see how that all pairs out. But you know what? I uh, and that's where a lot of people don't. Um, I guess that's what makes us us, and that's why we have a show. And some people talk about it, and they don't have a show. So while we have a show, we can talk about it. But bottom line to it is. You know, when you really look at it, you know, it, it's hard for teams that's never been there to play at that level. You know, that's, you know, when, you, when you've when you never been, just like th- you think about Carolina's roster. So you got May, you got Pinson, and you've got Joe Barry. They've been there. They've played. Matter of fact, in the last two national championships. So that's what's, that's what's key. And so when they look at that, and the average team is like, oh man, how does that? You know, Duke guy. You know, you got Grayson Allen that did it when he was a freshman, and then he looks back on it, and now he takes a band of freshmen with him, and then go, all right, guys, this is what you're going to expect. You can tell somebody that, but if they've never laced it up and got on that hardwood, it's hard for them to figure out what that looks like. But your guys have been there the last two years, and that's important. And I think that you know when when you when you line it out and you've been there the last two years and and you and you have an opportunity to go back and here we go and I'm getting ready to jump on this bandwagon. It's all about your guard play. When you got solid guards like Joe Barry, 
and I'm going to call Williams out and Pinson. They can make things. They can make things happen. They think about it, they. They're winning without a really a legitimate big man. They really are. I mean, they're big men. You know, they come in and kind of give them a little bit, but they're not. You know, they're not going in the paint, relying on. You know, um, uh, their bigs like you know Duke. And I understand. You know, Duke has the big, the best big men, but guard play when it comes to NCAA is so important. You have got to be able to get out there. Run the show, take care of business, and we saw that. And I think Joe Barry, I think he'll. It, it, it's time for him uh, if they get by tonight, which I don't think they'll have any problem. But if they get by tonight, it's time for them to uh, go ahead and kick it into gear. Because I, I would I, honestly, I would love to see Carolina back in the Final Four again. I mean, because it just shows the credibility and it shows the magnitude of staying in school four years. Yes, sir. You know that. That that's huge. All right, so listen, we're gonna go ahead and kick it over. Uh, let's talk a little bit about. Uh, we, we can't get on here and not talk about LeBron because I saw I saw you post uh, something last night talking about just you know just how great of uh, I think that down the stretch just the last night the dude was incredible, right? Yes, he was. He just went out there and showed it. So I'll go ahead and, and go ahead and toss it over to you on this uh, on kick us off. Yes, sir. I I just watching the fourth quarter of the Denver-Cleveland game last night. It was just amazing. Um, LeBron just put on a show down the stretch. Everything he threw up was going in. And, and as I said on in my post, like it or not, right now to, in today's game, presently, LeBron James, pound for pound, is the best basketball player on the planet. Um, I know there are a lot of younger guys that's coming along, the KDs of the world, the Anthony Davises, James Harden. But as of right now, LeBron James is still the best basketball player on the planet. And, you know, I had one of my cousins tell me, say, uh, hey, man, he was playing Denver. I don't care if he was playing Union Pines High School <laughs> or the German national team. That dude, pound for pound, is the best basketball player on the planet. <laughs> I like that. I, I love that, man. When somebody doesn't realize, and, and you know, and, I, and I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, uh, but he said, man, they were playing them. I, I'm like, I don't care if they were playing Bridgewater, which is Division th- Division three school right up the street from here. But you're exactly right. I mean, and, and that's the thing. But you know what, Coach? That's why you're you. That's why you understand you can appreciate uh, a player's caliber uh, and what they bring to the table each and every night. And, that, and that's what it's all about. It's not about – you know, well, he's this and he's, I mean, pound for pound. I mean, and I, I'm a Kobe guy. I mean, down the stretch and somebody said the game's on the line, who you want to have the ball, I'm just going to look at you and say, you out of your mouth. Really? I want Kobe Bryant to be the one. But, you know, it, it is, we think about it, we have been, we've been really, really fortunate uh, and to be able to, to, to see players like Julius Irvin, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, um, you know, Jordan, LeBron, Kobe Bryant. I mean, that's just, and I can, I know some of the older guys. We know they, you know, they'll say that, you know, they, you know, they got the song, you know, see Wilt Chan. And I understand that. And I'm not taking anything from the guy, you know, but the Bill Russells of the world. But when you look at the caliber guys, that, and just in my lifetime, uh, you know, Dr. J was on the way, you know, he was on the way out on his career. But you look back on it, man, it's just from LeBron to uh, Kobe to uh, Jordan, Carl Malone. Magic Bird. I mean, it has just been incredible just to watch the guys play the game at a high level. And then here's the thing with LeBron, and a lot of people don't uh, they don't realize is the size this guy is, the size he is, and the things he does, and still doing. And he's not 12 years old. You know, he, he's you know he's on the backside of his career, uh, and we understand that totally. But it's important. 
uh, that you understand that. Uh, and I agree with your whole heart. I'm really not a Golden State guy. Uh, you know, I, and again, I like Clay Thompson uh, a lot, um, but I'm, I, I kind of struggle with Curry and, and Draymond Green. You know, if he went back to Michigan State uh, uh, tonight, um, you know, I, I wouldn't care if he was there or not, but I'm just not a big fan of his. You know, like I tell anybody, if you want to impress me, uh, you, you trade him to uh, you trade him to Phoenix and see what he would do. Uh, because Curry and, and Thompson, wherever they go, they can be successful. And it's all about, I understand, and I'm not trying to you know throw him totally on the bus, but I'm just not a Draymond Green fan. But I think your call-out uh, for LeBron James is oh so important and it's so critical uh, that people understand that, you know what, it is a big, big deal, and there's nothing wrong with any of that just because, you know why, it is who he is. Because when it, with this year, if he makes it to the finals, it'll be how many in a row? Eight in a row. So you think about that. I mean, you you know what that that that's a mouthful uh, within itself. When you have eight, you've been in the you've been into you have played in eight straight NBA championships. You know what? So you know anybody that doesn't you know doesn't well I don't know I don't like okay you know what here's here's the problem I have with an individual that says that well you don't respect the game, and I'm gonna call that out. So our show we're gonna call it out. You don't we well I don't like LeBron. I'm, I, I, you know what? I don't care. You you don't I don't like Golden State, but you respect them. And I'm not talking about the band of characters that make up Golden State, but same thing with LeBron. You may not be a LeBron fan, but you gotta respect that, you know what? He is one you know, he is the best player on the planet. And I'm just talking about playing because you know, what can set Curry can't play defense. He's not gonna play defense. You know, he's gonna go out there, he's gonna razzle dazzle, he's gonna shoot it and do all that stuff. But he's but, but well, he's winning. Well, that's because he's got, you know, two or three other great guys beside him. It's not it's just not the Steph Curry show himself. But if you take LeBron James off out of Phoenix, excuse me, out of Cleveland, put him in Phoenix, Phoenix would be uh, almost in the finals. You know, so and that and that's what's so important and that's what makes great, great players. So listen, I'm gonna kick it over to Coach Quick. As we start to wrap this uh, podcast up and get ready for ACC action uh, rolling into uh, tonight, so you know what I'm going to do quick. I'm going to go ahead and make this. Uh, I'm going to make this decision tonight. What I'm going to do is uh, during this game, I'm going. I'm going to get this thing up and ready, and we're going to put this uh, podcast and we're going to break it out tonight. Uh, and put it on so actually not tonight I actually I'll air it in the morning because what I don't want to do I don't want us to talk about this stuff and then next week when it airs it's, it's old news so we're going to talk we're going to get it set up and when I get off of here I'll get it everything uh, lined out and we'll be ready to rock and roll and it'll be up in the morning so with that go ahead and give us uh, go ahead and give us your closing comments anything you want to talk about let's talk yes sir um, well first and foremost I just wanted to say Um, I had the opportunity a week ago to to go back and listen to the to the 50th show with with you and Ralph Sampson, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. Um, all the things that Ralph has going on, uh, tremendous tremendous respect for that. But there was a comment that he made about playing in this era, and let me say this: I I absolutely concur with that 100%. Ralph Sampson's skill set would allow him to play in this era today and would allow him to be dominant. I had an opportunity to watch him growing up as a young kid, and, man, just the things that he did at the University of Virginia, the things that he did in the league, he was truly, truly a special talent. And I just, like I said, I was listening to that show, it was amazing. And, Coach Goins, I, I can't thank you enough for what you're doing with this show. Allow me to be a part of it. 
and um, and I just truly thank you. And I also like to give a shout out to Coach Mike Apple and the Sand Hills Sand Hills Flyers. I think they're going um, to Maryland this week to play um, to play in the semifinal round or the regional action or something like that. So I just wanted to wish them the best of luck and um, just looking forward to March Madness, Coach G. You know what, and as uh, as as I always say, you know what, iron sharpens iron. The show could not be successful uh, without the support of, uh, and again, everybody that's ever been on the show. But most importantly, you know, when you got guys in your corner like uh, Coach Mike Quick, uh, Ralph Sampson, you know, that that constantly, you know, they, they you know they give me that feedback. You know, they they jump on the show anytime I need these guys to do a show. You know, I reach out to Coach Quick, and he'll even some days, you know, when I you know, it's been a, a, a hard day on the grind, he'll hit me up and say, Coach, I got some stuff and we're going to jump on uh and we're going to make it pop and just like you know it was so special and again I, I can't thank ralph enough uh to be able to be on my 50th show but number wearing number 50 so when i was lining all that up and and, and hit him up because he's in uh los angeles and his uh his schedule allowed him to, to to work it in and be able to stop and jump on my show uh, and it just, you know, and again, just like you, Mike, you thank me for the opportunity to be on my show. It's the same thing uh, that I do with Ralph and I'm on the opportunity to be on his show on ESPN on Saturday mornings. And that's out of bounds. But listen, most importantly, I want everybody to understand it's not about Coach Goins. It's about folks like Coach Quick that study the game, learn the game. And that's why I challenge to you, all you young guys, is just don't be basketball players. I understand the game. You love the game or you might like the game, but love the game to the point that where you become passionate about it, that you want to sit down and you want to watch the game. You want to learn about everybody that's played the game before you to understand what has what the evolution of the game. Because when you don't understand the evolution of the game, sometimes you won't value the game at a high level. So listen, as we start to wind this thing down, we just want to thank again our title sponsor, Mr. Curtis Jackson. We also want to thank Act Sports for their continued support. I want to thank none of them, the the greatest co-host uh, this side of heaven. That's none other than Mr. Michael T. Quick out of the great state of North Carolina where he just, you know, always willing to jump on and make us uh, rock and roll. And you continue your continued support, Mike, is oh so grateful, man. And I appreciate you and definitely tell your lovely wife we ask about it. But most importantly, folks, we want to thank you as you continue to tune us in on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Facebook, and Lionfish Entertainment. You can check us out on my website at coachgoins.podbean.com. And, and right now, our 18 foreign countries, and we just want to thank everybody for your continued support. Hit us up, you know, like us, subscribe. You know, send us an email and we'll continue to do what we do on this end. So, and like we always say, I can never get off of this uh, podcast without making sure that we say that uh, make sure you give back, make sure you take care of one another and do what you're supposed to do each and every day of your life. Until next time, I'm your host, Coach Goins, and I'll see you in the gym.